listening to TV Tangents, a retro TV podcast. Hi, Natalie. Welcome back to episode two of our recap of Family Ties. Hey, Rebecca. So exciting. Family Ties. That was a convoluted intro I just <laughs> did. <laughs> what is that? And then we did this, and then this, and then this. And blah, blah. So, last week, we talked about... A lot of stuff. We talked about some history of the show. So go back and listen to episode one if you want to. If you don't need to know random facts about family ties, then. But you're going to want to listen to us because we like to talk about it. And so, yes, you'll have to hear what right, we say. Right, right, right. Right, right, So this week on the show, we're talking about the cast of family ties. There were a lot of people who showed up on this were, show. Yeah, huh? there were a lot were of like... guest stars, and the cast is mostly unchanged with. The exception of Andy, who comes along in season three. Mm-hmm. Um, first off is the most important part of any family, which is Elise Donnelly Keaton, <laughs> the mother. She is played by Meredith Baxter Burney. She was born Meredith Ann Baxter in Pasadena, California, on June 21st, 1947, the same day as Michael Gross. <laughs> That's so bizarre. Isn't that funny? So bizarre. Her last name, Bernie, comes from her second husband, David Bernie, who she was married to from 1974 to 1989. And they worked together on her first TV show, Bridget Loves Bernie, which only lasted one season. And some who maybe were watching non-homework shows might recognize him as the womanizing Dr. Ben Samuels from the first season of Saint Elsewhere. Oh. And she's been married four times and has five children. And in 2013, she married Nancy Locke. And they're still together today. Oh, and so she is how old now? 47. So she's 75-ish. Did you just do math in your head? I did almost. She'll be 75 this year, right? I did just do math. You've been taking vitamins? (laughs) Yeah. Because I can't do math in my head. (laughs) I actually only was able to do that because I know what year my mom was born (laughs) and how old she is. Okay. Um, I love her and she was in a lot of random things after this too like in just a lot of tv movies but she'd always would and as much as i didn't watch this growing up she was always still the mom on family mm-hmm. ties so mm-hmm. um, and so beautiful yeah. she is so beautiful and she's so cute on this show she's just like again she's younger i mean she's like in her thir- early 30s and i just loved her so much like and I also always loved that name, Elise. And I never, I have a friend named Elise now, so oh, that's really? so crazy to me. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's such an interesting name, too. It's so, one yeah, of those I that you her. do not know how to spell. Yeah. You don't, unless you see it. You I want to spell hers, yeah. My friend <laughs> spells hers differently, so and yeah. She is one of the great TV moms. She's a working mom. Mm-hmm. She's very understanding. She has a close relationship with her daughters. Mm-hmm. And I feel for her. And I just want to say, today I watched the last episode. Mm. And I wanted to text you and tell you I can't, I'm not emotionally stable enough to do the show today. Mm. Because, you know, I don't cry. Yeah. I was crying rivers. Yeah. Because in the end, 
she has to let go of Alex because he's like 25 yeah. in the end of this show and he's yeah. moving to New York because he got a job. And it's been so long since I watched the last episode, but isn't she all kinds of like standoffish about mm-hmm. it and they're like basically butting heads yes. on purpose. She's like, mad. Yeah. She's mad. She, I think she doesn't even really know why she's mad. Mm-hmm. And then she, he confronts her about it and he, she's like, well, you're just ungrateful. Yeah, you know, you're just gonna go and because he's so excited to go to New York and mm-hmm. she's like, you don't even care about me. So then she gives the mom speech. I'm gonna cry if I talk about it <laughs> about how you know she has to let go and her job is done and and yeah. you know he doesn't care and he he she's just gotta let him go be a whole person. Yeah, because she's afraid he's just leaving and thinking like. Oh, so we didn't mean anything. You're mm-hmm. just going off to start your life now. And I guess yeah. we're just, you're just done with us. Yeah. Because he's like, and oh, you can bring whatever to me in New York. And she's like, I don't think that we'll have time to yeah. be flying back and forth. Oh, it's so yeah. sad. Yeah, I was yeah. bawling. I couldn't I handle it. that. It's a good time. So, and then of course, at the end, they're all like, oh, lovey, lovey, lovey. Of course, they work it out. And then everybody hugs and then we're done with the show. But yeah, yeah she's she's a wonderful role model mother and... She gave me lots of feels. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, we have Michael Gross as Stephen Keaton. And he was born in Chicago. And he's been married to Elsa Bergeron since 1984. Oh. And his stepdad to her two children. And he did a couple TV movies from 75 to 82, but Family Ties was his first big role. And he and Meredith Baxter Burney are still very close. That's so cute. He's big into railroad history and is the celebrity spokesperson for the B&O Railroad Museum in Baltimore, Maryland. Mm. He plays like a creeper guy on uh, Law & Order SVU years later. So I can a... see that. He's played a lot of roles since then that are very not Stephen King. Mm-hmm. And I think that that was uh, my thing too so another person i recognized knew he was the family ties dad but i'd see him in other random stuff and i always thought like wow this guy's kind of a jerk <laughs> um and then watching all of family ties i'm like oh steven's so sweet he's like that super cool dad you'd want to have like mm-hmm. he's just you know chill and then just spends time with the kids does his thing and you know i don't know He's He's very funny. Yeah. And he's always making the kids laugh. And he's also kind of chill and laid back. But then he gets very passionate about things like when Mm -hmm. he decides to restart his hippie newspaper Mm -hmm. whatever. Michael J. Fox plays Alex P. Keaton. He was born Michael Andrew Fox on June 9th, 1961 in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. And his father was in the Canadian forces and they moved around Canada a lot. And his first TV role was at age 15 in the Canadian series Leo and Me. He moved to Los Angeles at age 18 to get better acting gigs. And the J that was added to his name was because of another actor named Michael Fox. And he didn't use his real initial A because he thought it was like Michael, a fox. Fox. Like a hot dude. Yeah, that does make sense. He married his short-term TV girlfriend, Tracy Pollan, in 1988. And they have four kids. She played Ellen. Was mm. it Ellen? Ellen, yep. Okay. Um, he was... Dying. I really thought she was on the show a lot longer. I did, too. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> okay, first Okay, first I thought she was on longer. And then I thought, well, maybe she was only on for a minute. Because I specifically 
remember as a kid the whole their whole relationship Mm -hmm. because it was a big deal Mm -hmm. and the song that they kept playing by billy is it at this moment i wanted to say billy vera but that's not it it's um i have a whole thing on that (laughs) it is billy vera billy Vera. okay yeah and the beaters the beaters okay that song got so big at that time and it was like it my made, favorite it song. It became at the time. yeah, it became a Billboard Hot 100 hit after that because I think it was originally out in 81 and then they played it um for Alex and Ellen um and ex- the exposure made it huge. It just like the that the network got so much craziness for that cuz they said uh Somebody was like, oh, hey, you know, we want to use this song. And then NBC was like, my God, we've never had <laughs> that kind of response. Everybody. Mm-hmm. And then they started playing it. Like, they just would play it in different episodes, they, I they feel like. They did play it in a lot of episodes, usually when they were referring to Ellen. Yeah. Like, the whole time that she was there, it would kind of pop up yeah. every now and then. Because that became a huge thing. Because I loved in their in their, be- their beginning relationship kind of started organically. He went to her dorm to meet somebody else actually. And then she was there because he was pretending to be from some welcoming committee. Oh, that's right. And he had found her roommate on the directory. And I said, she he was trying to find some pretty girl. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And And he falls in love in like two episodes and runs off to keep her from marrying somebody. Right. So the song was like, they were dancing together and they realized they had chemistry with each other. And then it's all sad. And then later they used it when she was leaving on the train and he could like he or she was going on the train to get married and mm-hmm. then she came back and then they started their relationship but she was an artist and a ballet dancer and she eventually went to like france or something oh she yeah she got a dance scholarship and just up and left and yeah. they just explained it away at the That's beginning right. of season five i they're I like oh you you're so, so sorry that you're done with ellen but you know she does have that dance scholarship and i was like what what i, I don't know she just disappeared i didn't look it up i don't know what happened to make her not come back to the show. Yeah. But I remember watching, this time around, watching that episode, the first episode of that season after she left, and then they're just, he's at the table with Andy, mm-hmm. and then he's like, oh yeah, don't be sad, because Ellen left. And yeah. I was like, did I miss an episode? That's exactly what I, I thought. went back, and I was like, I guess not. I they, guess not. They just said, this is what happened. Yeah. But it all turned out fine. It did. Because they got married. They got married in real life. <laughs> And they had a they have a great marriage. They are mm-hmm. still married. He was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease in the early nineties, but he didn't disclose it publicly until nineteen eighty I'm sorry, until nineteen ninety eight. And you can read about it in his first memoir, Lucky Man. Mm-hmm. And I strongly suggest that you do because it's a really good book. Mm-hmm. He has other memoirs out, but that's the only one that I've read so far. But it talks all about how he had this great career and he was like the hottest thing in Hollywood, but he was hiding this secret, you mm-hmm. know, that he was, his health was deteriorating. And Didn't he also become an alcoholic because of I his, think so. the yeah. original? And I then... mean, yeah, he had issues. He had issues. There were, there were parts of the book where he talks about fights that he had with his wife, about his behavior and how he was acting like a movie star and all this stuff and, mm. and how it was humbling for him to go through this and whatever. So... I suggest reading it because it's really good. I want to now. Alex was the, like we said last episode, breakout star character of the show. Like the Fonz. Oh, that is true. Very much like the Fonz. <laughs> like they didn't expect him 
to be the center of attention, but he was yeah. because, of course, girls thought he was cute mm-hmm. and guys could relate to him and he was funny and he just had like that outgoing personality. And I feel like he was in every scene. I know he wasn't, yeah. but it feels like it he does was. seem that way, yeah. Then Justine Bateman is Mallory Keaton. She was born in Rye, New York on February 19th, 1966. And her older brother is dad hottie Jason Bateman, (laughs) who is way more attractive now than he was back then when he was on the Bop magazines. He was always (laughs) on the covers. He looked very, like, young and just kind of, like, freckly young boy. Yeah, he was very boyish back then. But now, I'm like, hello, Jason Bateman. Exactly. He's a hottie. Family Ties was Justine Bateman's first TV gig, which she landed when she was only 16. And then Paramount Studios wouldn't let her go to college after high school because she was under contract. Oh. And they needed her to work. Many years later, she earned her degree in computer science from UCLA in 2016. And she's also a licensed single-engine airplane pilot. Oh, wow. So she is very smart. You go, girl. Like Mallory. Mm Mm-hmm. Who's Hi, also very smart, but doesn't act smart. <laughs> Remember, she did that movie Satisfaction, too. I don't know if you ever saw that one. I mean, she did a lot of stuff, but, yeah. like, she was trying to break into movies. She did Satisfaction, yeah. which wasn't, like, Maybe I did a see really that Because I movie. feel like, same thing, that, yeah, that I saw her in other things, too. Besides, of course, not having seen everybody in this show. Yeah, Mallory is so pretty. She really is. She's so, like, the perfect to play that role, mm-hmm. too, and to be so obsessed with clothes and fashion and do her whole thing. And... She's very sweet, and she and Nick are, like, a power couple. <laughs> They're, like, they so re- perfect for each other. Yeah. They understand each other's dumbness. That's true. And it's funny because Mallory, you know, did date a little bit, before, you know, date other people and... um and then, of course, Skippy, who lives across the street, was mm. madly in love with her for since the beginning of time. So I can't um, with Skippy. Mark Price plays Skippy. Yeah, he's interesting. Irwin Skippy Handelman. <laughs> he um, he's just like the dorky neighbor. Yeah, and it was interesting because I'm pretty sure him and Mallory are the same age, but he kind of then befriends Alex. And then they're friends. And I mean, I think there was even a time where. Um, he wanted to get into what, like a frat? Mm, yeah, he wanted and, to get into Alex's fraternity. Yeah, and then they were mean to him, and they basically like tried to mess with him. Like thinking, they were using like, him as like their stooge. Yeah, like they let him in so that they could do stuff to him, kind of make fun of him. Yeah, and so those things happen a couple times where Alex sticks up for mm-hmm. Skippy, and so that's why Skippy calls him his best friend. Yeah, that's right. And I was thinking that, too, because um, I really wrote down the Yeti Danny, which is from Friends, <laughs> is one of the frat guys when they plan mm-hmm. to lie to Skippy about wanting him in and everything. Yeah. So I was like, because he's like that kind of vulnerable guy who, like, wanted to fit in and didn't realize he would be, make, mm-hmm. be being made fun of. So, And he's such, he's such a sad character. Like, he's the Kimmy Gibbler of this show. Mm-hmm. He's the neighbor that's annoying. Yeah. But he also has a sad story because his parents are kind of weird and 
they're always trying to get rid of him, like, yeah. to get him to go over to the Keaton's house and whatever. Yeah. And then he meets his birth mom, and it's all, you know, emotional and sad. And I'm like, Yeah, okay. that was a whole so story about that. So that, that was... makes you feel like there's more to Skippy mm-hmm. than just being the annoying neighbor. And Mallory could have been really mean to him, too, and she wasn't. She was always very nice to him. I mean, and... she was straightforward to him yeah. a lot of times. Yeah. A lot and of which times is good, though, like, as you know, opposed you annoy to, me, I don't like yeah, you. just being like, ew, get away from me. You're yeah. so gross. Why would I go out with you? She and... was never, like, oh. vicious to him. No. And I feel like there's a couple times where either he did something and she, like, kissed him on the cheek and he almost passed out or something. <laughs> and it was like, yeah. Hmm. Tina Yothers plays Jennifer Keaton. Um, she was born in Whittier, California on May 5th, 1973. And her dad, Robert Yothers, was the TV producer. She had um, three brothers, and they all started acting in commercials as kids. She started at age three, and after family ties, she dyed her hair black and formed a band called Jaded with her brother, Corey. That's so cool because at one point Jennifer's in a band. Mm-hmm. And she's and a great voice. It was almost like, and Christina Applegate was in that band too. <laughs> and it was like she was just in it all of a sudden. And I yeah. swear that there was another, no other talk about it or whatever. So that's interesting. And then I did read that in real life she's in a band. I was like, oh, yeah. She's very musical. She looks very strange with dark hair because she's she'll always be Jennifer with really blonde yeah. hair. So. I, yeah. I mean, I assume her hair is naturally blonde. She was blonde in the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but your hair changes over time, too, yeah. when you're young. And now, I guess I haven't seen her lately, so I don't know what she actually looks like. But I don't know. Jennifer's a an interesting character. And I haven't, mm-hmm. I personally haven't seen Tina Yothers in anything else. I don't think I have either. I, I'm no. sure she's been in stuff. I didn't look all that up. But, um, yeah, she's cool. Mm-hmm. Like I said in our last week's episode... She had the best hair. I wanted my hair to be big like that. Yeah. It was perfectly, like, it was a perfect mix of feathered and big and wavy. And long, yeah. But my cousin had hair much. like that. And it was, oh. I was, yeah, super jealous. I have the opposite of that hair. Mm. I mm-hmm. never could get my hair to look like that, yeah. I never got the good bangs going. I had horrible, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We won't Same. even talk about what we did to our hair. Same, <laughs> Uh, good times. So then we have Brian Bonzal, who played Andy Keaton from seasons five through seven. And he was born December 3rd, 1981 in Torrance, California. Family Ties was his first role because he was so little. Mm-hmm. And in 1995, he retired from acting and moved to Boulder, Colorado with his mom and stepdad. And he went back to high school. He just oh. didn't want to do it anymore. Good for him. Now he's also a musician in a band called Sunset Silhouette. Oh. And he's been in trouble with the law a few times, mostly domestic abuse and drugs, I think. Oh, no. But he is clean and sober now. He's definitely not one later on, or if he had, well, as you said, he retired from acting, so you wouldn't see him really in anything else. But he'd be one you wouldn't, it's like when they're a little kid on a show, then you'd like Google mm-hmm. them when they're older, and you're like, oh, don't oh, even look the, the same. So, yeah. hey. <laughs> yeah. I think I've seen him on. Like, in interviews Mm. and maybe on talk shows or something. But I haven't seen anything else. He was in... He was in something else after that. But again, I didn't do that much research because, you know, I've got stuff going on. Um, But he was a cute kid. And he and Alex had a cute little relationship. Like, Alex was so happy to have a little brother. Mm -hmm. Like, crazy happy. And he wanted to 
teach him to be just like him and mm-hmm. he put him Molded in little him. suits. <laughs> so That's cute. what I loved is him wearing little suits and how Alex always, always had, you know, basically a tie and dress shirt on and suspenders <laughs> or whatever else. And uh, uh, so funny. They were adorable. Garrett and Tyler Merriman played Andy when he was a baby in season four. And then Scott Valentine plays Nick Moore in seasons four through seven. And he wasn't always a fan of the character because he felt like he was just kind of dumb and grunting all the time. And Mm. he would like to do end up more. What did I just say? He would like to do more. (laughs) Um, But he did end up doing three spinoff series. Uh, Mm. Taking It Home, which never aired because his co-star Herschel Bernardi died in 1986. Oh, no. um, While they were still filming the show. And then a second show that had him working in a daycare center in New York. And then The Art of Being Nick with Julia Louis-Dreyfus in 1987, which was well-received, but only the pilot aired because the network didn't want Nick to leave Family Ties. Uh, You'd think they would have worked that out first. Yeah. Because the show... Was still on the air right. when they did these spinoffs. Three spinoffs. And then they were like, we don't want to continue with it because we don't want you to leave the show. Interesting. Well, then why did you do all this? Right. That doesn't even make any sense. Weird. Bizarre. But, yeah, he's a good character. He's very sweet. And he wants to work with children. He tries to get a job working with children. But he hasn't graduated from high school. So that's why Alex helps him. Graduate from high school. And that's where those two kind of become buddies. Yeah. Same thing. It's kind of one of those where everybody ends up getting, like, along, along. And then, yeah, nobody nobody treats him horribly. Even Steven. Even even Steven. Even even Steven. (laughs) He kind of does. And, of course, there's Alex's final girlfriend, played by Courtney Cox. She plays Lauren Miller in season six. And seven. Her voice is so different on Family Ties. She's a completely different character. She is. Completely different. And I mean, I shouldn't be surprised, but her voice, I don't know who it is. It's another actress that her voice reminds <laughs> me of the whole time she's on this show that doesn't sound anything like Monica Geller. Yeah. Um, and she looks so different. She's so young. Yeah. She's like, super it, young. It, it feels like... Friends and family ties are decades apart. Yeah. But they're not. That's true. So it seems like so when she's she had on to have been the 10 show, years old in this show. Yeah. <laughs> when she's on the show, it's only, what, like six years or so before Friends mm-hmm. debuted. Mm-hmm. So that's too funny. And I think I looked it up at one point. I feel like when she was on the show, she was like 23. Yeah, she was super young. But um, still. But yeah, just, but seems like a teenager. I mean, she looks like a baby just because yeah. you're so used to her character on Friends. And it's so funny. But mm-hmm. yeah. They were a great couple on the show. I liked them together as a mm-hmm. couple. Way and better than him and Ellen. Yeah. Because Ellen was so sulky. Yeah. And she was always, like, wanting Alex to change, kind mm-hmm. of. And Lauren is just like, yeah, I do me and you do you. And, mm-hmm. yeah, and they, developed the, they developed their relationship a little bit better, of mm-hmm. course, because it wasn't just so quick. And she was part of the family. Yeah. And it's all cute. And it's funny because I, of course, I remember Lauren from the original run of Family Ties, mm-hmm. but I n- never put it together 
it, when I started watching Friends, I didn't put it together that those were the same people. I don't think <laughs> I ever, Monica. yeah, I never thought that way either. I think I knew, yeah, seeing her on, I was like, oh, and it was like later, like, especially now when I went to watch this, I'm like, oh yeah, wasn't Courtney Cox on Family Ties? Like, you know, so to me, again, because I didn't watch it full on mm-hmm. as a child. So then when Friends started, it wouldn't have dawned on me. Hmm. I probably didn't watch it as much in the later seasons, but I definitely did watch it some. So let's talk about guest stars of the show, shall we? Yeah. Um, we mentioned Judith Light is on as a woman named Stacy who um, is trying to have an affair with Steven. He's about to turn 40 in this episode. So mm-hmm. he's having his midlife crisis and uh, she's yes. way younger. Of course, Judith Light plays Angela on Who's the Boss. <laughs> And she doesn't look much younger. Like, she no. always looks like Judith Light. Yeah. But it's probably, again, it's like the hair and clothes. Mm-hmm. That's true. I At think. the time. Yeah. Um, River Phoenix, who I had a gig- gigantic crush on. <laughs> Not at this time, but when yeah. he was a teenager. Yeah, a teenager for sure. Yeah. He was on my wall. He plays a 13-year-old math tutor named Eugene, who um, tutors Alex and then he has a crush on Jennifer, and he doesn't know how to talk to girls his age because he only hangs out with adults. Adults, who he tutors, which is also... <laughs> and he you know, takes like... her to a party of, like, all these academics, and <laughs> she's like, I don't... This is really this awkward. Is weird. It's funny, and he's so cute. And his girlfriend, River Phoenix's real girlfriend, Martha Plimpton, is oh. also in an episode, uh, You've Got a Friend, where she plays Jetsy Black. And Corey Feldman... Um, plays a student in The Disciple. He gives a presentation, doesn't he, when Jennifer mm. was doing something for her history presentation? And talk about Uncle Ned Donnelly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when Tom Hanks shows up and <laughs> is Uncle Ned. Um, Who is same, Elise's brother. Elise's brother. Still same interesting thing. He's, I mean, this is early 80s. And I vividly remembered these episodes. I kind of did too. Like, I thought, like, hey, I remember seeing him on there. And again, having not watched it, but because this is before he really had a lot of breakout movies and different things mm-hmm. i feel like so or at least yeah, you know, he just on, he like, looks super young and yeah he's so young he'd been on bosom buddies but oh, he wasn't yeah, a movie he yeah. wasn't a movie wasn't star. a movie star yet um and uncle ned is at first he's you know he shows up and he's he had been stealing from his company or whatever they find out. It was just like, he stole $4 million. Yeah. And he's trying to hide out. And he's like one of those guys he comes in. And I think Alex is like super, like he's my mentor kind of guy. Cause he's a business guy. Yeah. He's, he's, um, he does hedge funds or something like that. Yeah. I don't remember, but something with money that Alex loves. And then they find out, I mean, he was like basically hiding out with them. So that's when we talked about, and I think in our last episode that the different drug creeper shows up to arrest <laughs> him. Emmy. And uh, yes, I have FB- it. I have it in yep. my notes right here. Yep. Don't go with him. Yeah, I said, and I have. Oh my God! The different strokes creeper tries to arrest <laughs> Uncle Ned. He um, shows up everywhere. That we're poor so guy. mean to Woody. <laughs> and then is it? I can't even think of how much later on it is in the series when he comes back. Not much later. It's not much later, right? Mm-hmm. And he comes back and is an alcoholic, basically. Yeah. Um, he's he's like. 
he's kind of hyper and mm-hmm. he's kind of going crazy and they can't figure out why. And then, then um, he's making light of it. He's drinking yeah. a little and it's just kind of like, oh, no, he it's wants fine. Drinks it's with totally everything. fine. Yeah. yeah. But then Alex finds him in the pantry slash possible hallway to the <laughs> dining room. <laughs> yes. <laughs> drinking cough syrup or something. Yeah. And then he finds maraschino cherries, which is when I discovered that maraschino cherries may have alcohol may in have them, but the ones at my parents' house when this show was on did not. <laughs> they were rinsed of the juice. <laughs> and then he ends up, I mean, doesn't he hit Alex? Is that, he, am I thinking I think of this? they struggle, yeah. He hits him, Maybe and it, it turns them. into this yeah. big, because then that became the whole, like, that it was like, <gasps> Yeah, it was it like, was, you have a problem. And then, oh my God, then, then Stephen and Elise lose their minds, yeah. and of course, and then it's like, that's how he finally decides to get help, because... He actually hit him. and There were a lot of episodes where Stephen and Elise had to deal with grown-ups and their oh, relationship yeah. with their children. Doing crazy stuff. I mean, yeah, that's that was really creepy. So, I mean, it, this was good. I mean, and of course, Tom Hanks is a great actor. So it just, he played that part really well. Mm-hmm. And it was. It was one of those kind of after-school special moments. And so I know, and I'm pretty sure if you Google, like we have before, very special episodes of shows, um, him being that's an alcoholic. There. And I yeah. think it's why, because it's like learning the lesson, then he hits Alex, and it's like this whole, like, yeah. lesson learned kind so of thing. So you learn, don't drink, um, watch out for your alcoholic relatives, mm-hmm. and... Maraschino cherries are packed in alcohol. <laughs> exactly. Will Wheaton. Remember Will Wheaton from Star Trek, mm-hmm. The Next Generation? Um, he's Timothy Higgins in the episode D is for Date. David Faustino, who plays Bud on Married with Children, mm-hmm. is Keith Bailey in the episode to Snatch a Keith. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the way they name episodes. It just cracks me up. And Gina Davis. Is in two episodes. She was like, didn't she interview for the nanny slash housekeeper position? And she was like horrible. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because she was, she was like a trust fund baby or something. And she didn't need to work, but she wanted to. She wanted to. And when they were interviewing for the uh, housekeeping nanny position, Joey's dad from Friends also (laughs) interviewed. Was she, she is so tall. She really is. And then <laughs> you put her next to Alex. Yeah. And it's like, oh my goodness, is she eight feet tall? Yeah, that was pretty funny. Because I think Gina Davis, I think Gina Davis might be six feet tall. Yeah, she was at so least as tall that. as Michael Gross. So Because they always talk about her being super tall. And of mm-hmm. course, that's relative because of me. But um, <laughs> like, but yeah, there's always, every time I see her, she was on... Um, she was on Grey's Anatomy mm-hmm. in later years. She is six feet tall. I just Googled oh, it. Just used go. the Google. Oh, good um, job. So, yeah, that's, I mean, again, for a woman, that's extremely tall. Mm-hmm. So and it's, plus she was in heels the whole time. Yeah. And actors in general are always shorter mm-hmm. than, I mean, when they're all together, you don't realize it. But then in real life, you find mm-hmm. out people are really short. Yeah. And so for that, yeah, she's definitely super tall compared to all of them. Uh, Crispin Glover, who was in Back to the Future. Back to the Future. Plays Doug in the episode The Birthday Boy. I have George McFly is out with Alex (laughs) on his birthday. (laughs) That's so funny. I didn't look up what year this was, so I don't know if they were already in a movie together. I feel like that was a little early on. Okay. So possibly... That's in my notes before Uncle Ned comes back as an alcoholic. So So possibly um, early. I think maybe right before. Who knows? Maybe he was like, hey, this guy should be in this movie. Oh, hey, maybe. Could be. I love 
Back to the Future, oh. and I can recite, recite the entire it. movie. Me too. So yeah. if you want to do an episode where we just recite the whole movie, we, we totally could. Do could. That. Like we could probably start talking about the whole movie right now yeah. with no notes. Yeah, we right, could. right. Fine. <laughs> like you said, Christina Applegate plays Kitten in Band on the Run, and Julia Louis Dreyfus is in Diary of a Young Girl as Susan. And then she's later in the show with Nick. Oh, that's right. In the show <laughs> so that, that was interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, I think, oh, she was an attorney. I was trying to think mm-hmm. I wrote that down somewhere. Um, a couple people who, of course, you, you know, I always have to relate back to uh, friends mm-hmm. for sure. Um, so Joanna, who played Ray, or was Rachel's boss on Friends. Mm-hmm. I don't know what her name is in real life. Uh, but she was a sh- she came and shopped in the store when Mallory was That's working right. at the little fashion okay. store. I saw her there, and I meant and to look her up. I was that? like, I have to make sure that's who that is, so I don't just say it and look stupid. But yeah, yeah, absolutely her. And uh, Tate Donovan. All I have down is that his name was Clancy on the show, so I can't even remember what episode he was <laughs> in. But he played Joshua on Friends. Of course. Joshua. Uh, Joshua. Uh, I think I mentioned prior that the Yeti Danny was a frat mm-hmm. guy with the mm-hmm. whole Skippy thing. When Stephen has a heart attack, uh-huh. they're all in the hospital. And Judy Geller is there. Uh, um, she's everywhere. She is. And she is, they all start like talking to her. So her husband is also there. And everybody's worried and everybody's mm-hmm. sad. Well, her husband doesn't make it. Oh, no. And so they come out to talk to her. And then the whole Keaton family rallies around her and is trying to support her. And she's just like, and then she leaves. And then they're more freaked out thinking Stephen might not make it, right. which of course he does. Um, because Jack didn't make it. Her husband from yes, Friends. Exactly. Okay. I was like, I was like, was that his name? Then I just realized. No. What you, well, I just realized what you did there. I don't um, know what his name was. So yeah. Um, oh, and then early, early on. So don't forget this one. There, you know, of course, we talk about them being hippies and whatever. So they they would go to like other random protests and do different yeah. things. And early on, Larry Hankin was a protester, and he plays <laughs> Mr. Heckles, of course. Yeah. So I had to write that down. Yeah, he was on there as well. Awesome, awesome. And you know Darren from Bewitched. Dick Sargent is Elise's dad. Okay, and I Priscilla Morrill from Mary Tyler Moore, coach, was also her mom. Because that was like one episode, probably. Stephen's dad shows up later. Yeah, much later, and, and he's a... also a very well-known actor who I didn't Google. So, and I can't even remember at that point. Yeah, <laughs> this was horrible? super, super early on because it's my second thing written down uh-huh. that Dick Sargent and Priscilla Morrill were Morrill were on the show. So. Well, I don't know what I was doing at that time. Um, <laughs> like I said, I probably watched 80% of the episodes. I watched um, every single one, of course, like I do. And except that, except um, that. I had it on the DVR, like we talked about. I, I set my TV, so me, TV, we, TV, whatever all the different mm-hmm. ones are. So I had them all on there, and then I thought this was strange. It would tell me certain episodes were, like, season five this. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden, in the middle of a season, I'd be watching an episode they told me was the next episode. Yeah. And Jennifer would be way younger, and then Andy was a baby. And it, like, oh, but it had already been, and I'm like... So there, so there were several things that were out of order, uh-huh. but yet my DVR was telling me this is season this, episode Weird. this. So that confused me quite a bit. Um, well, but, I yeah. used the Paramount app, ah. which is 
a horrible app. Mm. It's so bad. I only got Paramount so that I could watch this show. Yeah. Now I'm going to get rid of it. But, like, if you're watching a show, if you've already started a show, say, another day, mm-hmm. you go into the app to watch it, it won't let you choose an episode. It oh. will only go to the one you were already watching. Sometimes it would play that one from the beginning. And the only way you could get to the next episode was to fast forward through that episode. It, oh, that's annoying. And in order to choose an episode, you had to type in, like, you had to search for it and pretend like you hadn't already watched it. You couldn't go from continue watching. Mm. So I'm not using Paramount anymore. No. If you're Paramount and you're listening, fix um, it. Fix it or give me free stuff. Yeah. So that I can say nice things about yeah. you because I'm not saying I'm nice not. things You're about right. you. You're right. I got rid of that. I got it for something specific and then, yeah, I got yeah, rid I'm of it. Yeah, I'm dead with it. There's nothing else on there I want to watch. No. Anymore. So, anyway, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I didn't watch all of it, but I did watch the beginning, the end, the middle, <laughs> and I remember very much. Because as I said in last week's episode, my family watched this religiously, and it was like our favorite show to watch as a family. And yeah. that and the Cosby show, was it was like we were watching our own family, and... That's kind of how I was thinking that too. So we, and we, which is weird to me that we didn't watch this and maybe my family didn't, I just don't remember it, but I remember watching the Cosby show like religiously. Um, But this was watching this, you know, I basically watched it like last year. Um, It was so funny. And again, we watch a lot of shows for this podcast and I sometimes watch the whole thing from beginning to end, sometimes probably always. And uh, it was like, you know, again, it kept me, it's so uh, still relatable. So I love it when a show does that for mm-hmm. me. Where in this one, I wrote down a lot of notes in the beginning, I think, especially. Um, but sometimes when I start forgetting to write notes, I can tell I'm just involved yeah. in the show. Yeah. And I'm just watching it like it's on right yeah. now. Like so, I can't take a moment to type up these notes because I need to pay attention to what I'm watching. Yeah. And it's like, I always think, and I always joke how like there's times where if I could have a show on in the background, I won't even get up to go to the bathroom without pausing it (laughs) because I'm like, no, no, something funny is going to happen and I'm going to miss it. And uh, this show kept me that way too. And it was very funny in so many ways. And then, yeah, kind of really just kept me always waiting, you know, really excited to watch like the next episode. Yes. So it was so a good much mark, funny. the new show. And the parents show. really, really, really remind me of my parents. And so, you know, that was interesting to watch from a different perspective, from like my parents' perspective oh. instead of as the kids' perspective. So I very True much that. enjoyed watching it again. True that. And now we're Yay. Done. Yay, yay, yay. You have anything else to say about Family Ties? I don't think so. Everybody should oh. watch Family Ties. I'm sure everybody did. Everybody our age probably did. You know, so. I think a lot of people did. It was the staple. And I know everybody talked about it mm-hmm. at school. Mm-hmm. I mean, I went to school with like eight kids, but still, we all watched <laughs> so it. So everybody did. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well... Tell us what y'all think about Family Ties. Yeah, hit us up and let us know what you think of Family Ties. Come into our private Facebook group. Join us and talk about it and get a discussion going because we like to see everybody in there talking about the shows. So um, let's wrap it up. Um, Oh, there's one thing I have to say. Sit, Ubu, sit. Good Good dog. dog. Arf. (laughs) Oh my God, so true. All right. Was that like everything though in the 80s? That's awesome. Yeah, that was awesome. Good job. All right, wrap it up. Wrap it up. Blink. 
if you enjoy the show, please leave a review and also subscribe so you won't miss an episode. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We love to hear from our listeners. For additional content, check us out at patreon.com slash tvtangents.